Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. Uh, oh no, oh, here we go again. I've done it. I'm Sebastian. The show that doesn't last an hour just like you. Going to a <laughs> massage. A 45 minute massage because you, you were cheap and you didn't want to pay for the hour, but you should have done. You realize you were that close to massage heaven, but nobody gets to heaven without an hour long massage. It's true. Read it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Jesus' words. I didn't yeah. even... That's not me. That's New Testament. Jesus said it. <laughs> yeah. You're only getting to heaven with one of these t-shirts and now a massage. Jesus was also known for shilling merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm Alex. Oh, yeah. I'm Jordan. My bad. God, Jordan. I'm almost, I'm almost as, bad at th- as bad at this as you are, Seb. I think that was a well-constructed and... Um, Lawless. Narratively driven intro. <laughs> oh, oh yes, <laughs> and people learned about Jesus. All the Jesus. That's what you want to hear. Welcome to that ticks all the boxes. The Jesus box, the massage box. That's all the boxes that that's I can. All of them. Yeah, that's it. Who cares 100%. about anything else? Uh, welcome to the first variety hour of 2020. As you can tell, nothing's changed. Yeah. Um. New year. Same, same variety. Yeah. Hour. <laughs> even maybe that's even worse. Worse people at the helm of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Alex. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I know it sounded like I was being self-deprecating, but it's you. It's you. You're the problem. Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's it's still Alex. Um, still me. So if you haven't listened to the Variety Hour before, hi, sorry for being us. Um, pretty much a show where we all bring something to the table that we want to uh, put over or bury, depending on whether we've enjoyed it, and have a bit of a bit of a chinwag about that one. Chinwag. Yes. A chinwag. Chinwag. Alex, what did you hear to talk about today? Look. Where did the variety touch you? Show me on the doll. <laughs> Didn't think I'd be going first. No, no, no. Just, no, just no, going. Just give us a bit of a test, a bit of a taste. What were you thinking about? Oh, yeah, yeah unless you have no idea what you're talking yeah, about no, at all. No, I completely forgot what we do on this uh, <laughs> show. So, uh, round, round Come back, back to me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan? Um, so, I am going to be that guy. And just delve the variety hour back into the wrestling show and uh, have a bit of a chat about Wrestle Kingdom coming up this weekend. Uh, yes. When this comes Let's out. Do, I'll do basic math, but January 4th and 5th. It's a two-day two, two, uh, two day show this year. That is correct. Um, I'm going to be talking about a food blogger that I've started watching on YouTube called, well, it's called the Best Ever Food Review Show. 
And that's, uh, that's a bold statement. Yeah. And you know what? I enjoy it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Alex, are we talking about your man bun? Uh, we can if you want. No. no. I was worried. <laughs> no, that, that, you, you, you're, you're like scratching your head thinking of something to say and then you scratched past your man bun. <laughs> you're like, oh my God. By um, God, I've got it. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Avatar. The last airbender, the series. Alrighty. Again, I can't remember what I talked about last time, but I'm going to talk about that because I finished it. For the first time? you see, No, no, I've seen it plenty of times. Okay. Well, who wants to kick it off? I'm going to let you go first because I'm yeah. intrigued. Sure. Okay. Um, I have many questions. Okay. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm going to. I have no idea about <laughs> any of this stuff. Oh, okay. But you tell me first and I'll fill in the gaps. So there's three books of Avatar, The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. which is Aang, The Last Airbender. Um, the first book is good. This is the... <laughs> I've, only, I've only seen the Shyamalan film that we reviewed. Yeah. So Aang's the bald boy? Yes. Okay. The baby and looking one. that film basically covers the first book. Like okay. Really badly. Um, yeah. It's such a good show. And the only... I'm attributing the uh, the man bun that I've got to the characters in in uh, Avatar. The only character I know is bald. Yeah. Look, <laughs> so not that one. Sucker has like a ponytail thing with the shaved sides. Um, Uncle Iroh or General Iroh has like long hair with a little top knotty thing. Mm-hmm. And Zuko has shaved everywhere except for a top knot. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, Seb. Just anywhere <laughs> you can think of is shaved. <laughs> I'm referring to his head, but <laughs> sure. Okay. So it's you a fashion you. show is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. With air bending and water bending and fire But those, those are all backseat topics to the, and the, fashion. To the hair fashion? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell anyone about it. I didn't, it, is, I, yeah. it is really good. It's about, so Aang is the last airbender. He finds out that he's the avatar, which is um, a spirit. It, it kind of gets explained more what the avatar is in the second iteration of Avatar, the legend of Korra. Can I take a crack at this? Sure. From what I've watched in the TV show, the, the TV show, the movie. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, him being the last airbender isn't anything special apart from he's just literally the only one left, right? That's just, that's, he's the last of his kind. That's nothing terribly special. Being the avatar means that he can control all the elements, yes. not just air in this case. So he yes. will eventually learn to become a firebender and a yes. earthbender and a cat bender or whatever the fourth element is. Water. Water. That, I could have predicted that. Yeah. Um, it was going to be water or cat. Like <laughs> Those are the two. Um, exactly. Are you um, in the series? Yes. Um, oh, no, I've, now, now I've lost my thoughts. Sorry. So, yeah, um, he's effectively Captain Planet, but he's like, he starts off as one of yeah. the planeteers and he's escalating to becoming actually the Captain Planet by controlling them all. Is that right? I mean, kind of. He's born with the ability to do them all, but he has to master all the elements Okay. to fulfill his training as the Avatar and which brings balance to the world and spirit world. And when we say he's an airbender and a waterbender and whatever, yeah. in like layman terms, he can control air. He can control water. He can move fire and create it as well or just control it when it exists. Yeah, the movie does it really bad. So the fire um, nation can produce fire. Ooh. Not just like there's fire over there. I can now bend that. But they can also move existing fire. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So um, he's Captain Planet. Yeah. That's he's a bald baby Captain Planet. Except better. Because Oh, have you seen Don Cheadle as Captain Planet? I'm not sure if he's better. No, I haven't. It's like a cold humor skit. Oh, okay. He's like ruthless and kills people. It's um interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's so good about it though? It's just it's a very wholesome like story. It's about um, so obviously his journey. So when he finds out that he's the avatar, he runs away because he doesn't want to have this like lonely life. Basically, is an avatar like a Jedi? They can't have sex with people and stuff, or no, no, not not necessarily. But because there's all this expectation that they've got to do so much for the world to keep balance and stop wars and you know all all that kind of mumbo yeah. jumbo. Um, so he's like, I don't want to be the Avatar. So he runs away and then gets trapped in a storm and then gets frozen in ice for 100 years. When he wakes up, he's the last airbender because the Fire Nation start this war to... Eliminate the last Avatar or the next Avatar? Well, they start this war because the, um, the Fire Lord wants to be the ruler of the world. And because... Now this is where it gets tricky because I'm jumping like seasons in. Um, the Fire Lord is like, well, the Fire Nation is doing so good. Like, let's spread this like wealth and everything to the other nations. But the way they do it is by oppressing the other nations and <laughs> trying to control them, and it's it's not right. Um, Who are you to say that it's not right? Well. Might yeah, makes right, you, Alex. It rhymes. <laughs> when you're killing people to free them, I don't think that's you're right. freeing them eternally. I know the but, idea of murdering right? someone is frowned upon, but hear me out. I think it's a victimless crime <laughs> because once they're dead, okay. they're not alive to suffer the consequences of being involved in the crime. Sure. Right. So no one suffers. Is that a stance? No, I don't want to take that stance. I take that back. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a question. So I know he's a special boy because he can do all the special things, but what what makes him better than just four people that can do one thing each working as a team? Oh, because he can use all four elements at once. Yeah, but like, wouldn't a team be just as effective? Oh, and um, because he's the avatar, and there's been hundreds of avatars before him, he's got connect. He's got like con- a connection to his past lives. Oh, they can all okay. Give him like wisdom and. So he's the Dalai Lama and Captain Planet mixed into one. Sure. That's, that'd be it, right? You, Jordan, you, you... Sounds about right to me, yeah. Yeah, okay. But the kicker is the spirit that like makes him the Avatar is a, a spirit. Like, um, So there's Vatu and Rava. So Vatu is the dark and Rava is the light. Now, the first Avatar, one, um, was living, like, outside of... uh, There's so much to go into. Okay. (laughs) Basically, people would live on the backs of these giant turtles who some could give um, the power or the, the element of whatever sort of turtle they were. So, the air nation lived on the back of an air turtle who would give the air nomads the power to control the element of air one 
was on a fire turtle who would give the element of fire to people to go out and hunt in the wilderness, the spirit wilds, to bring back food for the people. But they would give it back once they were back. So one went out hunting, got the fire, decided not to give it back, tried to liberate like the people, got kicked out, um, got told to give back the fire or something, or maybe he didn't. Oh, no, he, he was told to give back the fire, but didn't because he was like, I need it to help me survive out here in the spirit worlds, otherwise I'll just die. And so the turtle was like, okay. And so he lives with the spirits for years. He masters, masters fire and then finds out that there are other turtles, so he travels around um, getting the other... Um, Dude, this sounds like a fucking fever dream. <laughs> what the it's, hell? There's so much because this is actually from Cora. But to understand, I like how the note for season two was more turtles or series two. <laughs> we need more turtles. It's Our fan base loves the Avatar. It loves the Fire Nation. It loves all this. But what we're finding out is we're missing out on this one key demographic, which is fucking space turtles with magical it's, powers. It's literally one episode or two episodes that you find all this out. It's just, it's very hard to put into words because a lot of it is visual and they're much better storytellers than I am. Remind me one week to, to, to go on about the, um, the deep uh, Transformers lore for you about <laughs> okay. Cybertron and how the rise of fucking the Decepticons and all that. Deal. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, for one, the first Avatar to use all four elements at once, he has to fuse with Rava, which is the light spirit. Is he also a turtle? No. Then why the fuck are we talking about turtles? <laughs> because they were the ones that gave the elements. <laughs> Rava's there because Rava had to pass through one so he could change which element. Is Rava a, a spirit of a person though? No, he's a, he's a spirit. Of what? Like what does he look like? What do they, what do they show him as on there? Like a white triangle with tentacles. <laughs> God damn it. And Rava is the same, but black and red. Um, okay. <laughs> I know I'm not making it sound great. But it is, trust me. In, it, in your defense, I also think it's not making itself sound great. <laughs> yeah. But, but the whole point was, Juan was there because he accidentally split Rava and Vatu, um, who were in, a, in an eternal battle, um, which, you know, it's the battle of light and dark. And um, so it's like the yin and yang. And so he basically split yin and yang causing like and harmonic convergence where all the planets align uh, was about to happen and it would give uh, Vatu all this extra power and he would put everyone into chaos and darkness and kill everything. So Rava fused with Wan in an attempt to stop Vatu and put him in a prison for 10,000 years. Okay. So that's how the first Avatar came because... Rava was about to die and then fused with one. And okay, so did anyone fuse with the bad one? No. Oh, that's a fucking story thread dropped. You have the bad Vitar this is, do that. Yeah. That's literally in Korra. Somebody like, fuses with he, the... He tries to. Okay. Well, um, he does, and then they stop him. When old mate was going but around stealing all the pallets from all the turtles, stealing, they were giving. No, it to did him he freely. turn? Did he flip the one to their backs? And he's like, "I'll only flip you back up if you give me your magic." These turtles are giant. Yeah, well, okay, so they're it's even like, harder for them to get up because, like, oh no, I'm upside down and I'm ginormous. No. 
That's how I would do it. I would be like, give me your powers, reptile. Anyway, the turtles are important because in Avatar, like in, so book three, there's all this thing about- So when you say book three, is book three season three? Is yeah, that how they refer to it? Three, but then I get confused then because I think, see, see, well, I guess series one is Aang and then series two is Korra. Yeah, but they and refer to the seasons as books, do they? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just so I understand. I, I yeah, wasn't sure sorry. if you were reading an actual book or whether that's just what they call oh, the season. No. So, yeah. Um, in book three of uh, The Last Airbender, it's all like the whole thing is Fire Lord Ozai is trying to take over the world. and um, He literally wants so, to watch the world burn. Shosen's there comment. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Shosen's comment, who Shosen was one of the Fire Lords that, oh, the Fire Lord that started the 100 year war. Is that Lord with an E on the end or? Sure. Yeah, nice. Um, Sozin's Comet is about to fly past again, which would give the Fire Nation all this extra power and would be able to win the war and be rules of the world. And Aang is in like a constant thing of, well, I don't want to kill him, but I need to stop him somehow. And then ends up on the back of one of these giant turtles floating in an ocean and um, the turtle gives him the power to take away the elements or, or the bending ability of people. And so that's how... Oh, he, he becomes Sylar from Heroes. Yeah, I guess. Zachary Quinto's <laughs> character. He just walks around and is like, my power now, and kills them. No, no, he, doesn't, he doesn't get their power. He takes away... But he already has their power, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, he does. Technicality. <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't kill the fire lord he takes away his bending power and then um zuko does he, does he say the only bender the only bender around here is you mate your your bender <laughs> i don't know <laughs> does that work he, he had quips none quite nearly as good as that <laughs> as, for looking, as calling him a is that even a term but is calling someone a bender a thing I'm, i feel I, like it's close to a thing but it doesn't feel li- just right literally haven't done this any justice but it is very good and it's very convoluted and there's a lot to take in Please watch it. Your pitch has been unsuccessful. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've heard very good things, mainly from you. Um, and one day, when I have time, I will invest in a couple of episodes and see if it, see if it picks well, up. Look, put it on your phone, watch it on your flights. No, I'm too busy watching tentacle porn on my flights. Because <laughs> I got to get into the vibe. Fair, I, was, I sent my wife a list of short phrases saying like, Is this, does this sound like enough to write down just to get by? And she's like, yeah, it looks good. I'm like, oh shit, one second. I didn't work out the phrase for no tentacle porn, please. <laughs> Just so I could make sure that they understand that I do not want any. Um, all right, Jordan. What, yeah. did, what were you talking about again? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It feels like it was an avatar ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was at least one book ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Wrestle Kingdom's coming up this weekend. This year we've got two days as opposed to one, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those not aware, Wrestle Kingdom is the... Uh, I guess the big show of the year for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Our very own Sebastian will be in attendance. Live correspondence from the show. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought we could have a bit of a chat about the cards, maybe a few predictions here and there, see what we think is going to go down. Do you have the card in front of you? Because I you, do, you actually, think yes. me going, I would know it. I <laughs> literally, like two days ago, was like, I can't believe Will Ospreay's not on the show. And people like, Seb, he's literally like, second <laughs> from the main. And I read it again. I'm like, oh yeah, there he is. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, so night one we've got... Um, a bunch of tag matches night one. A bunch yeah. of eight-man tag matches. An eight-man tag. Alex is, of course, four people versus four people. Eight-man tag. Is it? Eight-man Two versus two versus two versus two? No, that would be a four-way tag. Yeah, I know, but you gotta. there's got to be a way of differentiating it. Yeah, so first off, there's a bunch of pre-show matches. There's a stardom pre-show match, which is pretty cool. Yeah, first ever. Now um, that, um, match. Yeah, now that Bushiroad owns stardom. So we got, um, I think it's Iwatani and Hashiki against... Guila and maybe Hanakamura. Oh, it's a tag, is it? I thought it was yeah, a four. It's a tag. A, oh, okay. It's a tag, yeah. Of course Hanukkah it is. Menorah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Hanukkah Menorah. And <laughs> I wonder where they're from. <laughs> Bunch of other pre-show matches. The main card. Is the Rumble on? I couldn't see it. But no, I, I don't think they're doing the Rumble this year. No, I want to see Cheeseburger. It's <laughs> the only time I get to see Cheeseburger. Yeah, I love Cheeseburgers. There's this little man called Cheeseburger. Oh. And the only time I've ever seen him is the New Japan Rumble. Oh. I mean, he wrestles other places. just not where I watch. Right. Um, yeah, but the main card opens up with uh, the first of two uh, retirement matches for Japanese legend Jushin Thunder Liger. You'd love him, Alex. He's pretty much a Power Ranger with horns. Oh, that's the best. So he's tagging with uh, Fujinami, the great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask to take on, uh, I think it's Naoki Sano, Shinjiri Otani, uh, Takaiwa, and good old Taguchi has been uh, put into that match for whatever reason. Mm. Um, so that should be good. A nice little easy eight-man tag for, for Liger. Alex, for the reference for you, this is Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, that is like a Power Ranger with horns. Yeah, and he, he wears the entire thing the entire match. Like he doesn't That's take it off. Unless he goes fantastic. crazy. Yes, sometimes he will become the black version yeah. of Jushin Thunder Liger. Well, the last time I saw him do this, but I think the last time he did this, he pulled out like a box cutter and ran at someone with a knife and the guy ducked <laughs> and he just like stabbed into the turnbuckle because he went like, he went full retard. <laughs> I think you're allowed to say that still because it's a movie reference and this is a movie podcast, right? It's fine. Cool. Sure. Following that, there's a, another eight-man tag, which is a LIJ facing Suzuki-Goon. So the team of uh, Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr. and El Desperado taking on Evil, Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi, which is pretty much every member of LIJ that isn't Naito. Yep. Um, so that should be fine. And another, we've just got a... Chaos versus Bullet Club eight-man tag, which we've never seen before. Oh, so original. <laughs> uh, then we so move into- New Japan um, has a bunch of factions, Alex. Right. Um, they tend to, they, they, a lot of their storytelling tends to be faction-based. So they've got Chaos, the Bullet Club, like I'm going to say it wrong, Los, In Los Ingobernables de Japón. Perfect. And I'm forgetting one. Oh, Suzuki Goon. Is that the four Suzuki Goon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they do a lot of like, yeah, gang versus gang sort of storylines through it, which is nice because like, for example, WWE doesn't do that so much. They'll occasionally mention like, here's a three person team, but they're a set tag the team. That are yeah. Sorry, Jordan. No, all good. It's a, I always forget that when I'm talking about wrestling, not everyone at the table knows what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, following on from that, we've got the, uh, I think it's the heavyweight tag team titles, got Tangaloa and Tamatonga. Uh, up against Juice Robinson and David Finley. Should good, be good. Good weekend for Juice Robinson. Two title matches. Yep. Which is uh, always good. And nice guy, Tamatonga. Yeah, that's, Sorry, that's he good. is a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Uh, following that, there's the United States title match with Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Oh, sorry. It's John. Yeah. I can't do it. My voice Moxley. can't go that high. <laughs> um, which is a Texas street fight. I believe it's referred to as a Texas death match. There which we go. doesn't mean what you think it does. I mean, there's... It's in Japan. It happens in Tokyo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, no DQ, no count out. 
Um, no the, pinfall. Yeah, no <gasps> pinfall. So it can only be won by a 10 count or a submission. Is a 10 count, they mean like a knockout or a yeah, 10 like count? Yeah, like last man standing kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So Is it a one fall? Uh, yes, yeah, there would yeah, be one fall. fall. <laughs> uh, no, following that, that one. you hit like the... <laughs> They're all one fall normally. <laughs> for the most part. Don't wink at me. <laughs> And um, yeah, top half of the card, obviously where we're going to start seeing a lot of the uh, the belters coming out, big, uh, the big old barn burners. We've got the junior heavyweight title on the line with Will Ospreay facing the returning Hiromu Takahashi, which that should be, be fantastic. Mm-hmm. One might even say it may be tremendous. No, they would say that, but uh, <laughs> is Ospreay a heavyweight these days? Uh, no, well, yes, but... No, he's still he's the junior heavyweight champion currently. There we go. <laughs> so it won't be as tremendous being the word large as we think it will be. Perhaps not. And then we've got the first of the two. So they're doing a thing across the weekend where the Intercontinental Championship and the Heavyweight Championship are going to be not merged, but essentially at the end of the weekend, one person will hold both belts. So we've got the first night, we've got Jay White facing Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontin- Intercontinental Championship, which should be great. I feel like I don't know who they're going to go with because every time I think they're going to go with Naito, they don't go with Naito. Yep. Whether this is the year that that all changes, I don't know. If it's if the belt's not on Okada, it feels wrong in general. I know we're <laughs> not with that one yet, but I'm like that's I can't see him winning both. Yeah, I just, I don't know. They've I've missed a lot of the shows leading up to this, so I don't know if they're like, kind of leading into anything in particular. Mm. Everyone seems to be on a pretty equal playing field right now, so it's hard to tell. Um, but then you've got, yeah, the heavyweight championship, which is Kazuchika Okada defending against G1 winner Kota Ibushi. That's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, that's going to be pretty oh, nuts. Oh, I could see Ibushi winning that, actually. I could too, see. like, I Obviously, like, New Japan loves to just keep the belt on Okada because it's easy. Yeah, why not? <laughs> they've also, like, they've built up Ibushi over the last couple of years and, like, obviously he's signed that, like, forever contract so, like, he's not going anywhere. Yep. And they, they definitely could go with him, I think. Like, he's popular enough that he could easily be, like, in that same role that Okada is if they wanted to kind of put him on the back burner for a little bit. Bold prediction. Hmm? Omega shows up. <laughs> We have Jericho and Moxley both there. Omega's been dropping a lot of little hints to um, um, to Ibushi in in AEW. That's true. I reckon he could show up either at the end and appear as his second the night after. That's my that's my prediction. Are we going for bold predictions or just clearly we are. Yeah, I don't know. That whole I don't know, the whole relationship with Kenny Omega and New Japan just seems very strained. Yeah. Like I I would love that. I think it would be excellent, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Very bold. I'm hoping bold. that in this year, um, New Japan's gonna drop their Ring of Honor th- sort of thing and maybe move and work with AEW. And I'm sort of hoping by the fact that Moxley and Jericho are here mm. is kind of a sign of good faith between the companies. Could be. But I know neither of them are like the execs yeah. of the company or anything, they're just wrestlers, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I just um, want Osprey to appear in AEW. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I know. That's why I, it's, it's a winning move. <laughs> yeah. I just want that to happen. Works for everybody. Uh, moving into night two, the pre-show is like a fuck fest gauntlet match for the six-man tag belt. So there's like a hundred fucking people in it. Uh, doesn't matter. Robbie Eagles is in it. That's pretty cool. Just I saw that in one. the dome. Yep. Um, everything else is just what it is. So is that pre-show, is it? That's the pre-show oh, match, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, then we've got the final match in the career of Jushin Thunder Liger. He teams up with Naoki Sono to face Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi, which I think would be pretty fantastic. Yep. That's kind of like sort of a passing the torch kind of thing of the junior heavyweight division. Genuinely curious if he goes out on his back or not. Because mm. like, you know, a like a Just turtle. Just like a turtle, yes. So normally does in wrestling. No, it's not a set rule, but if you're retiring, you normally lose your last match because you know you make someone else look good because you don't need the win because you're retiring. So generally, if you quit, you, you lose. All right. Generally. But still could not. You might win. <laughs> you <laughs> never know. It's better. Hold, it's, it makes sense the to- the title forever. No, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have a title. He, what is he wrestling for then? Like every just other to, match, it's not a title wrestle. match to wrestle, to win the match. all yeah. just- I feel like he'll probably go because I expect Hiromu to win the belt the night before. Yeah. So I feel like him, I feel like he'd have Takahashi get the pin on him to finish things off and really kind of pass the torch yeah. to him. Which I would think. be, it's a good move. It should be yeah, yeah, for sure. Bold prediction. Oh, another. He doesn't retire. This is an <laughs> Al Snow situation. Al Snow? No. Who, not Al Snow. What's the other one? Uh, Funk. Terry, Terry Funk. Funk. This is a Terry Funk situation. Forever. Where Forever. his retirement tour goes for 10 years. <laughs> No, no, I think this will be it. He'll have his nice little retirement ceremony in Kurikan Hall the next night and uh, he'll ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And we've got the junior heavyweight tag belts are on the line. We've got Ishimori and El Fantasmo representing the Bullet Club. It does. Take I want you to describe. Show and Yo of Rapongi 3K. I want you to describe to me what you think El Fantasmo would look like. Um, <laughs> like a Mexican phantom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how you'd think that. It's a <laughs> white guy that wears flure- fluoros and has some sunglasses. It wears what? Like fluorescent, like I saw him like fluorescent yellow or green sort of outfit. Oh, okay. But um, from memory, it's just trunks, no top, and sunglasses. Yep. He's just a white right. guy called El Fantasma. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, that guy sounds exotic. And I looked him up. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, oh no. <laughs> We've got, following that, the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. We've got Zack Sabre Jr. defending against Sonata, which will be, pardon me, Seb, it will be tremendous. Those two have a fantastic <laughs> chemistry. Mm. They've had a lot of great matches over the last couple of years. Well, look very excited to see them on the big stage at the Dome. You would have seen the Zack match live that I saw here in Brisbane. I assume you saw Zack and Ricochet? Yeah, that was great oh, too. Really Brilliant. good. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, those two have, they've, I don't know, they've got such a weird like chemistry. It's like Zack and Sonata, it's like, only thing I would say would be better is like him and Ibushi, but they just they just work together so well. Is Zach still heel? Last time I saw him, he was, but I, I yeah, like in, he's still in Suzuki Goon, who are heel technically faction. heel, but like they're pretty over. Like yeah, everyone loves him. No one's gonna boo Minoru. No, nah, absolutely not, because so he'll stare at you and he'll take your soul. There's <laughs> <laughs> also that. <laughs> Uh, we've got the winner of the Lance Archer John Moxley match from night one faces Juice Robinson for the United States Championship. We've got Hiroki Goto defending, or actually challenging Kenta for the Never Openweight Championship. Pretty mad about that because they spent like months building up like a Shibata return. And they just- Bold prediction. Ripped ripped the rug out from (laughs) under it and gave you Goto, which is, it's- they're not the same. Yep. They, they do not stand on the same level. You cannot tease me with Shibata and hand me Goto. No, thank you. Bold prediction. <laughs> it's now a four-way match with John Moxley added to it. Okay, we'll, we'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> and we've got, um, so obviously the losers of the two big title matches on night one facing each other here. So, so that'd be either John Moxley or- No, uh, so either Akata or Ibushi against uh, either Jay White or Naito. 
uh, which is hard to predict without knowing who wins on night one. I really hope we'll Moxley see. wins on night one in their US match though, so mm. I get two matches with him. That'd be nice. Yeah, him and Juice Robinson are good too. They've got great chemistry. Like their matches in the G1 are really good. And didn't he have to bail on the Juice Robinson title defense because of the staff infection yes. or whatever? So uh, can- I think that was a... That was a flight issue. I think it's when they had that like fuck off tsunami or something. That's what it was. Yeah, under the country. So that'd be nice if they can if you can win. Just if they can do that match, then yeah, maybe turn that around and then put it on juice. Maybe yeah, could do because John doesn't need it because he can go back to the states and do AEW. Yeah, exactly. So if he wins it for one night and then passes the torch again. Speaking of following that, we've got Chris Jericho facing Hiroshi Tanahashi, which should be fantastic. Uh, just, I think it was just earlier today, they've added the little caveat. Uh, Jericho has stated that if Tanahashi wins, he'll give him a shot at the AEW World Championship. So okay, we'll see uh, We'll see what that means. Who knows if that's just Jericho talking on the internet or if uh, Uncle Billionaire Tony Khan has signed off on that one or not. But um, I guess that could be a sign of things to come. Fourth bold prediction of the <laughs> night. Um, we have an ep- one episode of AEW airing before this because they air on the first. Yes. And that's the episode that Moxley is meant to be giving his answer to Jericho. That's true, yes. Bold prediction. <laughs> Moxley joins the inner circle and then screws Jericho out of the match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very bold prediction. I, I don't feel like we're at the point yet where AEW are going to be crossing over their storylines into New Japan. But, but they're both there again, in theory. Yeah, yeah it, it works in theory. I said bold. Again, I did it, say bold predictions. So I can say anything after those words. Bold underscored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess we could see that. I think. I think it'll be a great match. I think those two will work really well together. They're both just old dads, but they can still go. I'm so marking out in right now to see a Jericho match live. I've never seen him live. Oh, it's good. Yes, yeah, so I'm fucking so excited. Yeah. I didn't even. Re- I didn't even know he was on the card until after I booked the tickets. I looked over <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this card's better than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, yeah, main event is whoever's the heavyweight champion facing whoever is the intercontinental champion for both championships. I feel like maybe they're going to do Okada and Naito here just because that's it's a big match. Every time they do it, it draws well. It's always a really good match. But again, I got no idea what the fuck they're thinking as to what they're doing going forward. They could keep it on Okada. He's like their fail safe. You know, if things are wrong, just put the belt on Okada. It's yep. fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, they could, I don't know. The only person I don't think has a chance at coming out of it with both belts is Jay White. And it could be Naito, it could be Ibushi. All of the matches would be good. I do like Jay White. I do as well. I just, I, for some reason, I just don't Double see Double champion? Yeah, yeah, I don't see it is all. So I'm very excited. I don't know what the matches are the day after at New Year's Dash. I think they're normally surprises anyway. Yeah, they? they don't usually announce any of um, it. And they've stopped selling tickets online for that one. So I'm going to mm. try when I get in on the first to go to 7-Eleven and buy a ticket yeah, there. See how you go. Um, but obviously, I'll, I mean, work it out. But I've got, you know, if I can't make that one, that sucks, which is because I miss Jushin's goodbye. Yeah. But I see his final match at least. So yeah, exactly. Unless they fucking dog me and he has a sneaky <laughs> match there. Um, nah, that'll be very good. It's not like there's not other things you can do on a Monday night in Japan. Well, that's the day I'm actually meant to be going to the Ghibli Museum. Oh, okay. So yeah, I can double up because I can't imagine the museum would take that long, but I've got like stuff planned that day. Um, as for my thing, I'll be brief because we went on for a little bit. I'm talking about the best ever food review show on YouTube. So um, it's a white guy called Sunny. Sunny Side is the name that it comes up in the credits as in four, which is horrible. But also Alex and I both worked with somebody whose name was legitimately Sunny Day at our old job. Oh yeah. His parents are the worst. 
<laughs> or the best. You mm, decide. No, the worst. Because his um, sister's name is Bright. Not yeah. joking. I'll sing, I'll sing along those lines. His sister's name is also a word play on the fact that their last name is Day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, guy goes around. He does, uh, you know, a couple of Middle Eastern places, but he's been going around and doing a lot of um, well, Asia and Southeast Asia um, destinations. Does like a series of 10 videos where he goes and tries the like, really unusual food in the area. Um, he just does it in a really entertaining style. He um, did have a brief moment where he had like a show on like Discovery Network or something doing the same thing, but the show never got picked up. So he ended up filming an entire season for the show and was able to like learn all these things about how you do a, you know, that sort of presentation from a professional standpoint. Yeah. And then now runs a YouTube show doing the same <laughs> thing. So it's really fucking high quality. Yeah, right. Um, and it's, yeah, honestly, it's just great. The only downside is the host wears a bandana all the time, um, which is fine. But when he was like in doing the Japan um, part of his trip, um, he's wearing a bandana with like the like that red sun rising. I was like, oh, oh you fucking weeb. <laughs> like it was so uh. bad. Um, but he always wears the the bandana because he says he doesn't like his eyebrows or some shit. They're regular eyebrows. He takes it off every now and then. He looks completely normal, but he just wears a bandana everywhere, which is the downside to the show. You get over the <laughs> bandana, it's great. Um, it's genuinely really funny. He always gets like a local guide that takes him around. So he doesn't rely on giving you too much of the information himself. He'll defer to someone that's like from the actual area. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, I was I got into him because I was looking up honestly places to go and explore while I was there, and it, you know the YouTube algorithm guided me towards this man. It's and a I'm good very spot happy. for it. Hey, like if you just jump onto YouTube and like search where you're going and food, there's like no shortage of vlogs that you can just watch. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely everything. Crazy, and it's, I've been watching another guy called oh fuck, I can't remember name something, something dumpling doesn't really matter. He's all right as well, but the guy comes across as really arrogant and he kind of pisses me off every now and then. Whereas <laughs> Sunnyside, super approachable, nice guy. And it's all really- Just a lovely bloke. Yeah, like the other guy, it's a difference. Like you think Sunnyside might help you move, you know? Whereas the other guy, <laughs> oh, he wouldn't do it. Not a chance. Uh, strictly Dumpling, that's the other one. But yeah, not, not, right. as, not as keen on that one. And the fun thing that I learned from this one, I spoke to Alex about this off mic, um, so a place in Sendai, in which I'm going up to on the second half of my trip, their specialty there is raw horse and chicken. Oh, I think you mentioned this to me yeah. as well. <laughs> so, um, and he was going over how they prepare the raw chicken when you have it. And eventually they get like a, a slab of chicken and they'll put it into boiling water for about 30 seconds and blanch the outside of it, take it off and then cut off all the cooked portions of the chicken. So they've burnt off all the bacteria on the outside and their theory is because the chicken is fresh still, the inside's not as bad. So then they'll cut the slithers off there and serve raw chicken. And Sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> they've been doing it for like years though and they're pretty okay. Whereas there's this raw beef dish in Japan that kills about four people on average every year, <laughs> but not as much on the chicken, which is weird. Have you got the uh, the beef covered in your travel insurance? Well, uh, the the like, what if I eat the beef clause? There's the what if. <laughs> Uh, I do have a medical provision and uh, it's fine. But um, yeah, and they do raw horse there, which apparently also through the research um, is done. Um, less instances of people getting sick eating raw horse um, than beef. Apparently um, horse meat while raw, just um, for some reason, like how it's, well, how it is, it just gathers less certain, um, sorry, less bacteria mm. and it can last a bit longer. So they've had like studies where they've had like raw beef and raw horse kept in the same room, same temperature, blah, 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 after a few hours. And the beef will always get more bad stuff on it than the horse will. For some reason, it's just built in a way that it preserves a bit longer. 
Right, okay. Oh. So, and I hate horses, so I'm down for this. I'm down <laughs> for this experiment. I was going to say, if I would find anyone that I would expect would be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to eat some horse, yeah. it would be you. Um, they eat it in Italy. It's funny. Australia doesn't, it's illegal here. Um, and it's illegal in a couple of other countries, but it's actually, it sounds really strange, I guess, just coming from us culturally, but it's not an unusual thing. A lot of countries do it. You guys have ever seen like mortadella, like the, de- the Italian deli meat? It's pork in Australia. It's horse in Italy. Like it's uh. just common practice. So who knows? If you like horses, don't at me. I don't care. I hate horses. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it for this episode, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Socials? Um, Instagram is up. Second Take Podcast. Uh, Facebook slash Second Take Podcast. Yep. Yeah, Twitter. If you Second live in podcast. the future. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, if the, you live the in the future, Twitter is uh, Second Take TNC. Yep, those are all yeah. correct. Yep. You're doing it. Cool. Sorry, i got a really <laughs> like itchy eye. Yeah, you seem like your eye swelling up. It's really great. Jordan? Uh, you can go to Facebook and go to facebook.com forward slash second take. Cool. And if you'd like to send us an email, secondtakepodcast.gmail.com, uh, jump into our website, secondtakepodcast.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash second take. We will be back on Monday with our review of Princess Mononoke in the uh, the continual studio Ghibli, 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 what was it? Ghibli? Ghibli. Ghibli. Um, series that we're doing and yep that's pretty much it and once again special thanks to Alex Smith for our new outro and intro to the other show you know it's Tiff I'm supposed to song bye are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.